A California governor candidate has a 1,000-pound bear sidekick and blood drips on a woman's face while she's sleeping from the dead body above. And a Chinese safari park is very sorry for not telling the public that three leopards escaped and are on the loose. These are the weird stories for Tuesday. That's right, it's Tuesday. And this is Weird AF News that you're listening to. The only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian that records inside a closet because I'm high tech, baby, and I have class. I also have gas. A California governor candidate is under investigation over his 1,000-pound bear sidekick. That's right. You know, because when you're running for governor, you need a sidekick, right? So why not get a giant bear? People love animals. <laughs> Don't vote for me because I have an animal sidekick. That's Who cares about my policy? Have you seen my bear? Hello? My bear that's like... <laughs> On drugs, because <laughs> I got to keep them tranquilized. Uh, turns out campaigning across California with a 1,000-pound bear is not a foolproof political plan. So I take it he's traveled with this bear. I did see it. It made the local news here in Los Angeles. The guy's like at a podium answering questions. And next to him in a like, like sort of like a quarantined off section is the bear laying down. It's not even like there's a cage around the bear. There's just like some thin wire around the bear. The bear's just laying there like, what the hell am I doing at this political event? <laughs> and why am I not in the forest? Who is this moron? John Cox, a candidate vying to replace Gavin Newsom in California State's gubernational recall vote. He's under investigation, this John Cox, for violating a San Diego city law that bans anyone except for zoos from bringing wild animals, including lions and tigers and bears, into the area. Oh, it's nice to know that you're running for governor. You think that you should be in charge of the state, but you still can't f not violate laws in the state. Walking around with a... and traveling around with a bear. <laughs> the San Diego Humane Society's law enforcement division confirmed it was conducting the investigation of Cox who has made several appearances at lecterns with his bear companion. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the guy goes to, <laughs> to lecterns and addresses crowds of people with a bear next to him. Are you okay? And by the way, why didn't they just arrest him on the spot? Why is it, oh, we're doing an investigation. The guy shows up to, I assume, you know, a gubernatorial... Uh, debate or introduction. In other words, in front of hundreds of citizens with a bear. It's illegal. And you just let him do his thing? Why wasn't he cuffed right away? Why is he allowed to just continue and go on to another location and do it all over again? <laughs> Clearly something's up with this guy. This, uh, this bear stunt has drawn condemnation from animal rights groups and state lawmakers. Uh, PETA is quoted. You always got to get Peter to quote. Peter's not going to show up and take the bear from him. Peter's just good at like uh, they'll they'll tweet about it. That's where that's where they come into play. All that money and they just like to sit behind their desks. That's what they do. Okay, so here's a quote from Peter. Gone should be the days when wild animals were treated as toys or props. Dangerous wild animals. They should not be part of publicity grabs. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that tells you right there what a terrible politician this guy would make 
right away. So thanks for bringing the bear, buddy. That way I didn't have to listen to what you said for a half an hour or an hour to decide that I wasn't going to vote for you. I could just look at the photo of you at the lectern with a bear laying beside you, and I know that you're out of your mind. Not that that stops people from <laughs> being successful in the realm of politics, being out of your mind, as we've seen many times. <laughs> Although, you know, in light of what politicians are really capable of, as far as screwing me over, I'm almost okay with, you know, if the only thing bad about you is you have a wild animal next to you when you make speeches, I'm kind of okay with that. <laughs> Blood drips on a woman's face from the ceiling while she's sleeping. What was it caused by? Well, nothing short of a rotting body on the floor above her. It's a very morbid story that a lot of you sent me. Apparently, you guys are twisted, and you want to hear story stories about the blood from a rotting body dripping on a woman's face. A woman has described her horror after she was woken in her apartment by blood dripping and oozing from her ceiling onto her face after her upstairs neighbor had passed away. Anna Cardenas of El Paso, Texas. She woke up at 4 a.m. after hearing a dripping noise, which she thought might be rain. Anna then saw blood, which was dripping from her ceiling, had splattered into the walls of her apartment, her face, her body, and her bed after being propelled by her ceiling fan. <laughs> so imagine blood dripping into the ceiling fan and then the ceiling fan spinning and whizzing the blood all over the place. You know, creating like a, a bloody Pollock painting in your house. <laughs> a, a work of art. Credit to the dying neighbor up above. Uh, it grossed me out. I was in shock, Anna said. I thought, this isn't real. This is a dream. Wake up. Wake up. I called maintenance and they said, are you sure? I said, blood. It's blood. Blood is falling on me. It's all over me. It's on my face. Blood is on the walls. Blood is on the bed. Blood is on my frying pans. She didn't say all of that. Um, she called 911 because apparently the maintenance didn't show up quick enough. Authorities later determined that her upstairs neighbor, who was between the ages of 55 and 70, had been like, that's um, very nonspecific. You should know the age of the person that died upstairs. Uh, what kind of an investigation is this? Uh, so the neighbor was laying dead on the floor for several days and started to decompose. E. Uh, the firefighters knocked down the neighbor's door. The body was laying exactly on top of the, uh, the ceiling where her fan was located. Apparently. Here's a, more quotes from Anna. He had, he had carpet, but the blood seeped right through the carpet, through the floor, to my ceiling. They took the fan down, and a pool of blood came down. It was gross. Police believe that the, her neighbor had been decomposing for about five to six days following his death from natural causes. Anna said she has been staying in a hotel since the incident and has appealed to her apartment's management team for compensation for her damaged property. Well, it's an apartment. They have to fix it. That's their responsibility. If you didn't cause the damage to the property, you don't, you don't get, you know, they fix that. They don't bill you for that. Um, I told them my bed is covered in blood. They told me they're sorry, but the insurance won't pay it. She doesn't have a renter's insurance. Uh, they should pay for her bed, though. Like, they should. This is one of those situations where, like, they're probably not liable to pay for the damage done to her bed. Uh, but you know, out of being cool 
and respectful they ought to because you're dealing with a tenant who has been traumatized, <laughs> clearly. There's a, I found an update to this story, and it, it talks about how Anna has set up a GoFundMe to help pay for the damages in her apartment. So hopefully she'll recoup some money and uh, won't have to pay for that. And, and she's probably going to need a little therapy for this, uh, as you can imagine, when, you, when you're awoken. When you wake up to Hellraiser in your bedroom, like life, real Hellraiser, you know, there's going to be some fallout to that emotionally. As of yesterday, the GoFundMe has managed to raise more than $5,000 for Anna to replace her bloody bed and uh, whatever else. She's going to need a new ceiling fan as well. Uh, and I don't think she's going to be able to watch horror movies for quite some time. That's, you know, you got to pay for that. A safari park in China is sincerely sorry for not telling the public that there were some escaped leopards on the loose in the community. Two of these animals have been captured, but the third leopard is still on the loose in Hangzhou, one of China's largest cities. <laughs> a safari park in eastern China is facing criticism for concealing the escape of these three leopards over a week ago. <laughs> the, the safari park reported the missing leopards and alerted the public on Saturday, but villagers reported seeing these leopards wandering around as early as May 1st. <laughs> Wow, man. How do you not tell people that you, that you lost some of your large wild animals that are capable of ripping off a human skull? It's unclear how the lepers managed to escape. It's unclear. Who cares? Like, crack the whip on this safari park, man. It's a safari park, clearly, that doesn't know what the hell they're doing. That's how it escaped. You think these safari parks are run by experts? This is some crank trying to make a buck off of the wild animals they were smuggling from South America or something. Hey, we got all these animals from Africa off Craigslist. What do we do with them? I don't know. We could probably make some money. Let's open a safari park. Bam. That's how you get safari parks. You think these things are run by like tight people, people that know what they're doing? It's not like a zoo, man. It's a safari park. It's one step down. It's one step above the Tiger King's backyard. You know what I'm saying? Efforts to capture the last leopard were ongoing as of two days ago, according to the statement posted by the Hangzhou local government. Uh, those searching for this leopard were using equipment such as drones as well as hunting dogs. The leopard was spotted by a drone over the weekend but fled when people attempted to approach it. The delay in announcing the escaped leopards sparked criticism that the park had put people at risk, especially since the leopards were at large over China's five-day Labor Day holidays when hordes of tourists visited the city of Hangzhou. This is one of the country's most popular destinations, thanks, thanks to its tea plantations and its scenic lake called West Lake. Oh, did you know anything about Hangzhou's tea plantations? Well, look what you're learning on Weird AF News. You guys should go over Labor Day holidays to the tea plantations in Hangzhou. You get your shin ripped off by a leopard. Yeah, so it says here, the, the criticism of the park, yeah, huge criticism, and they, they ought to be fined at the least. Authorities are investigating the cause of the leopard's escape, have questioned the personnel in charge of the park. The safari park said it was sincerely sorry. We're just, hey man, what can we say? We're just very sorry that those deadly wild animals were out there um, among the gazillion people during the holiday weekend as the young leopards were actually believed to be less aggressive because they're young. Uh, okay. 
So what, you think you didn't have to tell anybody? Well, you know, they're young, so they're not as aggressive as an older leopard. Maybe we don't have to say anything. Maybe we'll just pretend like it didn't happen. <laughs> These leopards are young. You know, they're only going to kill a baby if they're hungry. You know, if they're really hungry, then they'll snatch your newborn. Okay, so we don't really need to say anything, okay? This is going to be bad PR. Let's just keep it among ourselves. We'll put small house cats in the, in the safari to replace those leopards, and no one will know. Nobody will know. We'll paint a donkey with spots. We'll call that a leopard, and we'll put that out in the safari park. No one will know. No one will know. And once again, we wrap up another episode of Weird AF News. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for uh, sticking around till the end of the episode. Shout out to Maria from Miami who called. I'm going to publish her call after this. And um, it's nice to hear from some of the uh, the original fans of the show. Maria, you made a comeback, and I appreciate you uh, rejoining us. It's nice to hear from you. <laughs> Maria, if you guys aren't aware, was... Uh, one of the original fans of the show, listeners way back, she used to call all the time. And uh, I was wondering what happened to you, Maria. You know, you're living in Florida. It could have been anything. You could have been eaten by an alligator or, I don't know, hit by a flaming kayak. I don't know. I don't know. You could have been crushed by a falling frozen iguana in January. It could have. <laughs> also, I'm so glad you're okay. As you're still here listening to the show. You guys can always, uh, as, as Maria does, call the show and express yourself. 646-450-2012. If you have an article for me, funnyjones at gmail.com. Send it on over. Follow me on Instagram at funnyjones. Funnyjones. I'm also on Twitter at funnyjones as well. If you'd like to follow me. Uh, or you can send me, you can send me uh, links to s- weird stories that you come across that way as well. Just tag me. Just tag me, bro. Tag me. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Uh, if you'd like to support the show with a little cash, join the Patreon. Patreon.com slash weirdafnews. I put uh, a couple of very appropriate Weird AF uh, articles in there this morning for my patrons. So if you guys are members, uh, please check that out. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, yeah, you get extra weird AF content in the Patreon if you join that. That's what's so cool about it. You're not just throwing your money at, at me for nothing, you know. You get Well, you know, you wouldn't be throwing your money at me for nothing anyways because I do a five-day-a-week podcast. But you get extra weird AF content by joining the Patreon, so it's pretty cool. Then you get to join a little club in there. They're awesome. Nice little super fan group in there. Patreon.com slash weirdafnews or go to weirdafnews.com and click on the link on the homepage. And uh, what else? I think that's it. Hello, Jonesy. It's Maria in Miami, Florida. I also want to say hello to Michael and Iowa City. I hope you're having a weird weekend. And I want to tell you about my dad. He got attacked by a swordfish. We went to a fish market, and he was bending down to get some shrimp out of the freezer. And when he stood up, he got hit on the head by a swordfish that was mounted on the wall. That nose hit him on the head. (laughs) It was so funny. My mother couldn't stop laughing. and. 
Florida Fridays are fabulous. Thank you for the wonderful, wacky news. I really appreciate it. Take care, Jonesy. Bye-bye. Hi there, Jonesy. I've just got to say that the compliment of stories that you ran yesterday on your show was a very good trio of, of stories. Uh, I'll start off by talking about the uh, Erica Lust Cinema story about the allowing the, the workers to masturbate up to 30 minutes a day. Uh, Erica Lust Cinema, I know from my partner and I watching some of that stuff, that that is largely female-centric uh, cinema, hardcore cinema. And so uh, Erica Lust has, her goal is to have very female forward uh, video and therefore most of the women working in her com company are, are women. So I believe that the masturbation booth is going to be used mostly by women. Very few of her employees that she has are men. So I believe that uh, the booth is going to be used by women. So the sounds that are recorded in there are mostly going to be women that are orgasming in that booth. So it's not like there's going to be a lot of mess in there for men. But nevertheless, I don't think I want to be using the keyboard after you when you come out into the office, so to speak. And as far as your other story about the woman who's using her menstrual blood on her face for a facial mask, well, that just ain't a good, healthy idea. That blood's been inside that woman's body waiting for an egg to implant in it, a fertilized egg for, you know, up to a week it's been in her. And I, I will admit that I have had sex with my wife during that special time of month. And all you got to do is just clean up or shower afterwards. I'm not at all worried about something like that. But I wouldn't put that on my face. And I wouldn't cut my hand open and use my own blood fresh from my own body and smear that onto my face. That is just gross. And that is not the kind of thing that a person should do. So using old period blood on my face, which can come out clotty and nasty smelling, would just not be a hygienic thing to do, I must say. All right. Thank you for your stories. Thank you very much.